Welcome to another episode of Bet the Guys Pod. Today is July 20th, 2020. It has been a crazy year, and this is our first podcast as a collaboration with La Mejor Apuesta con los Gringuitos um, for Spanish Baseball Network Productions. Uh, David, how are we doing? Doing good. It's uh, good to be back in the studio. Uh, good to be recording again. It's been it's been a long four months. I know we haven't recorded since I think the new year, but sports are coming back and you know, partnering with the Spanish baseball network is you know, it's a nice excuse to start recording again. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we just have two segments for the listeners today. Um, but before we get into that, I think we were just gonna run through um what have you missed over these four months? of gambling of sports in general i mean what what stood out to you as a gap in your everyday life the most i'd say well for one i definitely on my phone have not used the action app or espn app i think since unless like an article like i got a notification i would use the espn app but like just yeah go into the app and just seeing what was on or yeah, you just ever just click at, on it and yeah. then there's nothing there? <laughs> yeah, and just looking at scores on action. I don't know, just I loved like going on random seeing like, oh, what was the line for this game and like a big upset or something. It's like, damn, like if I took that, like I could have won a lot of money there. But I, I miss that so much. That's definitely something I really miss. But I think just in general, like sports being on all day and night, I miss that. Just coming home from work and just throwing a game on, eating dinner, something to fall asleep totally. to. Yeah, I think live sports has been a big gap. Obviously, you and myself usually frequent Citizens Bank Ballpark for some Phillies games. Haven't been able to do that. Um, that's kind of a staple for the summer in Philadelphia. So that's been a bummer. I, I'd say the other thing I really miss that I was just thinking of is, is just fantasy sports. Obviously, the two of us are in a fantasy baseball league together. Couldn't get that going. Who knows if NFL gets going, but a life without fantasy sports is a sad one. Dude, so that, yeah. that stood out for me. I mean, I think fantasy baseball, you know, it's like a 60-game season. It's, it's really pretty pointless to be doing it because you don't know if someone's getting a coronavirus and what the protocol is for that. If they get it, like how long are they out for? And it's like – they're playing like a third of the season or like less than a third or whatever. And you just don't know what's going to happen. So, you know, all came together and we're kind of like, we shouldn't really have the league this year just with everything going on. But I'm definitely yeah. pretty worried about like fantasy football. Like don't know if people are doing that and like what's going on in the NFL, if they're going to figure everything out. I think I saw today they're going to be doing daily testing. So that's pretty good. Right. And I think the NBA came back today saying that every single player tested negative out of yeah. the, what is it, the 384. So. Yeah, I think the NBA definitely will continue, will finish, will be good. I don't see any problems really happening there with people getting the virus. I think they have everything under control. Yeah, yeah we're hoping it's trending in the right direction. Um, but for this pod, I guess we'll, we'll get into baseball as baseball is coming live this Friday. 
Um, so opening day, we'll, we'll have some premier games, Yankees, um, uh, sorry. Nationals. The Yankees, Nationals, and the Giants are taking on the Dodgers. Um, so we'll have that on, that's on Friday, I believe, and the rest on Saturday. I think it's Thursday. Or, oh, it's Thursday. Thursday, Thursday night, Thursday night. Correct. So a lot to look forward to. Um, and we've been doing some research here just to, to look at a couple of these over-unders if you're looking this week before the season starts to kind of um, get a good grasp on the, these new over-unders for 60 games for wins. So a lot of these numbers are going to be when they would normally be in the 90s or 80s, they're, they're going to be right around 30 or 40. So it's, it's definitely strange to look at. Um, but let's go in. We each have five teams, right, that we're going to go through. Yeah, do you want to go like just you go do one, I do one, kind of like rotisserie? Yeah, I think that's the right word. Yeah. That's probably the best the way. Right word. Let's, um, yeah, let's get into it. So one I have is the Cincinnati Reds. So for the Cincinnati Reds, I like them going over their – right now it's 31.5 wins. Uh, and I actually think they could win the NL Central. I think they have a, a fairly – I mean, that, that division's just looking slightly weaker than it has in the past. And the Reds amped up this year, uh, signed Nick Castellanos for a big year, a uh, big contract. Mike Moustakis was a big signing. Wade Miley adds another consistent pitcher to their rotation. Um, Pedro Strope adds a little bit to their bullpen. And uh, another addition that I think hasn't really been publicized as much as uh, Shogo Akiyama might be butchering the name, but uh, the center fielder from Japan who will be joining uh, the Reds and has made their roster. So we'll, we'll see what they have uh, him doing out there. And I, I heard, Two days ago, uh, Aristides Aquino actually did not make uh, the first round of cuts, or, or he was cut. So if you see the Reds cutting a guy like Aquino, who had such an incredible year, you really have to think that they're confident in the team that they have. They're, they're adding pitching. They're adding things that they haven't had. So uh, I like them more than 31 and a half wins. I think they could be up in the 34, 35 range and win the division. Okay. No, yeah, I like that. I think the Reds are an up-and-coming team, and I like young, how young they are. And, yeah, no, I like the over there as well. All right, so first team I have, defending champs, the Nationals. They're projected at 34 wins. I think they're going to go under that this year. I mean, I know they have, like, a strong pitching staff, but, you know, with the loss to Rendon, I think it's going to be huge for them. And I think with the – Phillies and Mets getting better, and just everyone else, the, especially the Braves, they're still there. I think the Braves are going to win that division. So I think the Nationals are going to be under 34 this year. You know, they still have yeah. that strong pitching staff, but they need runs to score. And, yeah, I just think they're going to be under 34 just with a better division. I think that's a great pick. I almost did that one myself, so I completely agree. I was just looking and yeah, the rotation, not much has changed, but then you take a look at the lineup and then you think about the playoffs last year, obviously defending champs, but if they don't have Anthony Rendon in that lineup, they don't win. They, they probably don't even win the wild card game. So 
Soto's really going to have to step up, and I don't think it's going to be enough for them. That's, that's the best division in baseball, maybe. Hot take, but the Braves, the Mets, and the Phillies playing those three teams all the time, that's, that's bad news. Yeah, I mean, that, that sounds like under. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if any of those teams won that division. I mean, I'm kind of – obviously, I'm leaning towards the Braves a little more. But, I mean, Phillies, any of those guys can win it. Definitely agree. Um, so I have another under, uh, my under is going to be the Orioles. The Orioles are currently, um, set to win. What are they at? 20.5 games. And that is the lowest under out of all NL and AL teams. And I think it'll be under. one. So I, I just, I took a look at this team the other day and I was just thinking, who did they lose and who did they gain and they they lost Jonathan VR their top base stealer and a really strong offensive presence uh to the Marlins they lost Dylan Bundy one of their best starting pitchers uh who hasn't really taken uh full shape yet but he's on the Angels now Andrew Kashner obviously went to the Red Sox he was their ace before that uh and Trey Mancini unfortunately is uh currently dealing with colon cancer. So he's actually going to miss the entire season. So, I mean, you look at their lineup last year, if it wasn't VR and Mancini hitting the ball, I I don't know who it was. And John Means is the only notable name on that rotation. So I I think it's going to be a real tough year for the Orioles, not to mention you're going up against the Yankees, the Rays. Uh, The Red Sox are not looking quite as good, but you put up the, the same caliber pitching staffs and that Red Sox offense is going to give them trouble. Same with the up-and-coming Blue Jays. So, uh, and, and dealing with the whole NL East, like we just said, I don't think they can beat anybody in that division. Yeah, I agree with you. The Orioles, just especially with this year, they're, they're not doing anything. They're not going for anything. Just another top pick in the draft. So hopefully yeah. rebuild that franchise. They're taking a while to rebuild, it seems like. I, you don't really see – too many of their prospects panning out as of late which is unfortunate you know i think they're really trying to go the astros route right now like just be awful for probably like a decade and then hey if they hit you know like the astros did have a great team for the next 10 years or so and for now we can get cheap tickets at camden yards so when when there are games at camden yards a nice two-hour drive you know we'd love to go there it's a nice park fans deserve better there yeah. <laughs> All right. So I got your Red Sox coming up. Not sure Ooh. if you'll like this, but I know, what, I know what's happening here. They're projected around 31 and a half. I think you're going to agree with me. I think they're going to go under that. I mean, the I pitching, agree. the offense is great. Don't get me wrong. Offense will definitely win them games, but I mean, the pitching staff is just horrendous. I mean, Nathan Nivaldi is just the dude can't stay healthy. He's your number one starter. And then you got Martin Perez, Ryan Weber, Brian Johnson, and Matt Hall. It's just I just think these guys are gonna get rocked and yeah. The Red Sox, it's gonna be a bad year losing Mookie, the heart of that team. I mean, you still got Devers, Bogarts, and Martinez, but just that pitching staff is so bad. And I think it's it's, it's really gonna hurt them. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. It's the worst pitching staff the Red Sox have had in a long time. They they don't have that ace, unfortunately, recovering from injury. The bullpen is nothing special. I, I totally agree. It's going to be a tough year to be a Sox fan. We've had a lot of good years, so 
we were due, I guess. I think the only, I guess the good thing for Red Sox fans is that you only have to watch 60 games instead of 162. <laughs> That's very true. Very true. Um, all right, well, I'll stay in the AL East, and I have the Blue Jays. So I have the Blue Jays going over uh, their projected win total, which right now is at 27.5. So I, I think they'll wind up a little bit above 500 if I had to predict. I think they'll end up right near 31 wins, um, which would probably put them ahead of the Red Sox, so probably third in the division I'm predicting. Um, but, yeah, so I, I just look at this team – you have all these young guys finally hitting their stride. I mean, you saw uh, Bo Bichette kind of come into his stride late in the year when they added him. Kavon Biggio, the same thing, hit for the cycle. You have all these young, exciting guys. And then you have obviously Vlad Guerrero, who pressed at the home run derby and has this insane ability to hit to all fields and incredible power. Um, then you have some, some top pitching prospects coming up that, that could see some action. Uh, this year, as well as they just picked up Ryu, who was uh, the defending ERA leader in the NL. Um, so I, I think just the, the pitching help is, is really key there. And then all those young guys kind of growing up in the system together is just going to be really helpful and, and kind of learn from uh, the veterans that are there. Do you know the Blue Jays are definitely up and coming young team that I think we all want to root for, but the only problem is that, they're in the AL East. They're in our division. It's going to suck playing them the next three years when these guys are all hitting their prime. And Definitely. I think the one thing that's going to be tough for them this year is that they can't play in Toronto. So let's see how these guys kind of face the adversity. Right. No, definitely. All right. So next I got – I have the Phillies – and they're projected around 31 and a half, I saw. And I had them going over. You know, I just really like the lineup. You know, getting Didi and the pitching staff solid. Zach Wheeler, I think, is very underrated. And I think, yeah, I think the Phillies could easily win the division. Harper, still have Bryce Harper, second year at the team. Hoskins. I think the Phillies are kind of a – I wouldn't say like a dark horse because – people have them I guess kind of winning the division but I could see them easily winning division and I think I could see them getting around like 34 35 wins definitely yeah again tough division but I like that pick too um I mean I think people don't really realize how big that DD pickup is going to be for them I just think he's an awesome player all around a good presence uh gives Segura some flexibility to play maybe a little bit of second a little bit of third then you have uh, Alec Baum is one of the top prospects coming up in the organization. So he might end up playing a little bit of third or second as the year goes on. Who knows? You have Kingery who can kind of play wherever and he's getting older and um, you, you need these guys like, like Harper and Hoskins to provide that middle of the order pop and Real Munto to have a bounce back year. So I, I think they're a good team in a, in a good spot to have a, a 34, 35 game win season. And also Joe Girardi coming in first year, you know, champion, championship coach, one of the best coaches in the league coming into Philly and bringing the championship mentality, that team will definitely help them. And yeah. Definitely, I, I know you're a big fan. 
I think they'll definitely surpass 31 and a half. There you go. I like that one. Um, I'll stay in the NL. My, I have an under, which is going to be the Pittsburgh Pirates. So uh, currently projected at 25.5 wins, uh, the third lowest in the NL. I still think it'll be under that. And main reasons being just the pitching. I mean, the offense is nothing to write home about. Bell is one of the bigger names in that lineup, Josh Bell. And after that, they, they kind of got some help from some unlikely candidates last year. And I just think that luck is kind of going to run out on that end. Um, I, I don't know if those infield guys can all keep it up. They lost uh, Chris Archer um, and Jamison Tyon, both to injuries they will not play the entire 2020. So you look at that rotation, it's Joe Musgrove and a bunch of people that have a lot to prove. So I think the Pirates are going to have a tough time. All right, I have the Astros next, and I have them going over. Okay. I have them going over thirty-five games. Oh, 35 wins. Sorry. Yeah. But I just think that lineup is still like a lot of experience on that team. Short season, I could definitely see them getting hot to start. Especially, you know, everyone hates them. There won't be fans in the stadium, so I thought they would have a down season because of the fans. I thought it would get in their heads a lot. But having no fans is definitely going to help them. And I think they're going to get around like 36, 37 wins. I didn't think about that. Having no fans booing them is actually definitely helpful. They would probably get that a lot. Um, And they still have Verlander, Granke, McCullers. They still have a solid pitching staff. I mean, I know their bullpen's not as strong, but, you know, I think that'll still – they'll still be able to get past 35. Yeah. At the end of the day, not much has changed from that team that is constantly going far in the playoffs. The only thing that might've changed is they're not stealing signs. So I'm kind of fading the Astros to that note, just because I I don't know if they'll have the same performance. Their morale might be a little bit shattered, but, but we'll see. They have a lot to prove and the world is against them. So teams sometimes do well in that spot. Yeah, I, I just hate the Astros so much that if I want to fade them, I need to be so confident with that. And if I did the under and they just easily go over, it would just piss me off even more. Agreed. Um, so my last pick is the Chicago White Sox. So this is actually going to be an over for me. Uh, right now at 31.5 wins, so an over 500 prediction. Um from the sports books. I actually think it's going to be over that. I, I really like this team. A lot of young guys that this team might be more exciting to me than the Blue Jays in terms of young talent. Um, and Lucas Giolito is going to be leading that staff. He, he's an ace and he's proven himself. And uh, eventually they'll get Kopech, one of their new prospects, uh, healthy and, and coming up and probably won't be this year. Um, but adding Edwin Encarnacion, uh, just a, a veteran, to, to help these young guys. And then you have Yuan Moncada, a couple of years in the league. Eloy Jimenez, we saw him last year come into stride a little bit, ended up in the 30s in home runs, um, as well as Luis Robert, one of the newest um, prospects that we're going to see probably start opening day in center field. So three young guys all kind of coming into the organization, uh, 
helping each other grow and, and learning from veterans like Encarnacion. I think that's a recipe for some wins. I, I don't think the division's too challenging. The Royals aren't going to give them too much. The Tigers, I mean, those are good games for them to have. The, the Twins, I, I'm big on this year, so I, I do like the Twins uh, to give them some trouble. But don't be surprised if you see them snag a wild card spot or close to it. Yeah, having the Royals and the Tigers in your division, I mean, two of arguably the worst teams in the league, definitely helpful. I also love the White Sox, such a young team, up-and-coming team. They're going to be fun to watch. You know, I really love a lot of guys on that team. Yeah. I think one thing we didn't really talk about is how the DH is going to help some of these NL teams. So it'll, it'll be really interesting to see, I guess, teams like that we liked, like the Reds, who have these guys like Mistakis or Castellanos that they don't have to play in the field all the time. They can DH these guys when normally they'd be coming in to pinch hit for a pitcher. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy. Do you think the do you think the NL will keep the DH rule after this year after they see how successful it'll be? I am not sure. I I'm one of those people that is a little old fashioned. I kind of like the pitchers batting. Um, but we'll we'll see. I think the majority of, of MLB fans, I, I don't know if I can speak for the majority, but I, I think a lot of people do like uh having more power hitters in the lineup, seeing more offense and that's something that that probably will get positive feedback from this year you know i'm definitely one of those people i want to see more batters like i hated when i would see the yankees play the phillies or someone and like cc sabathia would have to hit who can't i mean that was great really hit just stuff like that it's like i'd rather see like another guy that actually hit the ball not just an out one thing that you will miss, though, would be when, like, a relief pitcher or, or like, a CC Sabathia gets up there and just, like, cranks a foul ball, and then the whole stadium goes nuts because they yeah. know, like, they shouldn't even be holding a bat. So, But, yeah, it's, it's not really fair to those AL teams that have to come in there, and those pitchers aren't practicing batting nearly as much, if at all. So, um, yeah, it's challenging. All right, so for my final over-under, I have the Marlins going under 24 and a half games. Um, yeah, I just kind of looking at that lineup and that pitching staff, they don't really like it. And I think that division, like we were saying earlier, is arguably the best division in baseball right now where four of those five teams could easily win that division. They're all going to be hovering around like 30, 35, 36 wins. And I think the Marlins are just going to be left to dry. You know, they have to play the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Rays. Uh, even the Red Sox, just a great hitting. But, yeah, I just don't see the Marlins getting over 24 and a half. I hear you there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we keep hitting the fact that the L East is going to be a bloodbath and a lot of good teams in there, and the Marlins are not one of those good teams. Um, but, yeah, all right. Well, that, that does it for our over-unders for the win totals that are going to be a little bit different this year at 60 games. Um, final segment, we'll just give, I guess, any of the teams that stand out to you in having good value for, uh, a future bet right now, if you were to pick a team to win the world series, um, you could just do any of yours that you have and, and I'll go through mine. All right. So obviously, you know, listeners know I'm a big Yankees fan. So obviously I'm going to throw a little money to the Yankees. They're my team. 
you know, they're co-favorites with the Dodgers at plus 400. So I would throw someone in the Yankees at plus 400 to win to start off. Yeah, that's, that's a no-brainer. That, um, that death lineup is – it just makes me some, feel some type of way whenever I look at it. I hope they stay healthy because last year was the worst with injuries. They just couldn't stay healthy, but that team was so good that we had over 100 wins. And, yeah, now, so – is it a disappointing season for the Yankees if they don't win the World Series? Are, as a Yankee fan, are you disappointed um, if they don't win? I will be disappointed if they don't win, but I think just with everything going on with COVID and everything, I think it'll get a little side if they don't win compared to if this was just like a full, healthy, regular season, 162. So I will be disappointed if they don't win, but I think there's stuff going on that if they don't, I'll give them a little excuse. Here you go. Um, one of mine is the, I, I touched on this briefly, would be the Minnesota Twins. So I think if the Yankees don't come out of the AL, I think it's Minnesota. Um, just a, another lethal offense. Um, I, I have a, friend who plays MLB the show and is is pretty competitive in the top 100 people in the world and he says the two teams that everyone always uses are the twins and the Yankees because they have the two best offenses and just when you look at them all ranked at a skill level both of those offenses are just uh pretty unmatched so um but yeah twins have some sneaky guys you're you're gonna have a fully healthy team for the most part um and the pitching staff, uh, nothing's really changed. It's, it's going to be uh, some solid pitching. They actually have a pretty solid bullpen with some young guys that are hitting their stride. Um, plus 1,600 right now seems like a pretty good bet. No, that's a good bet. I like that one a lot. All right, so for my second one, I have the Braves at plus 2,000. I think that's some pretty good value for that team. I like them. Probably coming out of the NL if it isn't for the Dodgers. And just Acuna, I just love that lineup. Pitching staff, solid. So, yeah, I think plus 2,000 can make some good money off them. Yeah, I like that too. I mean, picking up Yasiel Puig, they kind of showed they're for real. Um, so, I, I think that was a statement that they're they're going for it all. They know they're in a tough division. So, um Totally agree. Um, that's a good pick. Uh, so I guess one of my NL picks, I'll, I'll stay in the same division. I, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Phillies at 2,200 plus 2,200. Um, I, I really like just the addition. You were, you kind of touched on this all earlier, so I don't need to go into it again, but the addition of Zach Wheeler, just the pickups that they've made, the flexibility they have with the DH and with the, different players that can play different positions. Um, I like them. They, they come out of that division. That's, I think, their toughest test. And then uh, beating the Dodgers to get to the World Series would be the second test. Yeah, no, I like the Phillies. You know, it's good value, but I don't know if I see them as World Series champs. But it definitely a sleeper team that could shock a lot of people. Yep. Who's your last one? So my final one is uh, in the AL East, I'm going to go with the Rays. 
you know, their their lineup isn't like flash or anything, but they always they always produce their lineup. They always hit, always do well, and you know, I think they have arguably the best rotation in the league. Their top five guys are unbelievable. They got Charlie Morin, Blake Snell, Yarbrough, Glass now. These guys are all studs, especially with a 60-game season. I think this really favors the Rays and their pitching staff. And I wouldn't be shocked if, one, they win the AL East and hey, win the World Series, potentially. I think plus 2,000 is great value for this team. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Um, I, I think they will go a little bit further than people think. I think uh, you, you have a, everybody in that rotation healthy. You have some really, really tough pitchers to hit. Um, and again, some some young guys. They, they're an exciting team and kind of under the radar. I like that pick. Um, all right, my last one is going to be a long shot pick. At plus 4,500, I'm going to go with the San Diego Padres. And my reason being, I, I think they might have the best bullpen debatably in the NL or, or close to it. Um, so they, they finalized the deal with uh, Craig Stammen, who's just a, a known tried and true reliever. Um, they obviously are bringing back Kirby Yates, who is debatably the best closer in baseball, led the league in saves last year. Um, and you have these guys like, like Drew Pomerantz, uh, Pierce Johnson, but Drew Pomerantz is, is one who's surprising to me. Just one of those guys who is just not cut out to be a starter and they put him in the bullpen and he has one of the highest strikeout rates in the MLB. So I, I think this is going to be a year with 60 games where teams are leaning heavily on the bullpen. And that's really the, the reason I'm, I'm picking them. I just think this is a year for. Bullpens. Yeah, no, I know you, you're always high on the Padres, you know, one of your, NL teams. Yeah, no, my, so yeah, my cousin AJ Casavell writes for them and um, does some great work. And I love Petco Park, beautiful, beautiful out there, and love that team. So hope they can uh, come out of that division. It'd be pretty fun to see someone other than the Dodgers winning that one. Dude, I'm just so excited for sports to come back, baseball to come back. In uh, me too, man three days you know these exhibition games i've been watching the past couple days just get me so excited you know i don't even care that there aren't fans in the park because they're kind of playing like crowd noise and i know like i was watching the yankees uh mets last night where at yankee stadium when they hit home runs like they do the flashing of the lights and the yankees were hitting home runs last night and they were doing that it was just it felt like a, a you know like a nice middle of the season game and I just can't wait for that to come back. Sports will be on all day, all night. It's going to be nice. And yeah, yeah, like I said, the crowd noise I think is fine. I'm fine with that. Like, obviously, it sucks not having fans. I like what the Mets did. They had a bunch of cardboard cutouts of people. They put kind of behind home plate surrounding there. So it did look like there were fans there, which were pretty cool. And I hope other teams start doing that. Yeah, I think the teams will start doing that. And I think a lot of that, the money, you can kind of buy your own cardboard cutout and a lot of that money is going to some good causes. So um, that, that's a good thing that MLB is doing. Um, and lastly, I, I forgot to mention, uh, the Gringo Malo has his pick for a future, which is the Oakland A's at plus 2,500. Uh, wanted us to add that in there. 
I, I kind of think it is a strong pick. That's a, a pretty lethal rotation, adding Jesus Lazardo. Um, he's a pretty top-notch starter. Um, and, again, just one of the best bullpens in baseball, debatably. So that, that's going to take them far, and they have some pop in that lineup. Not a bad pick at 2,500. Yeah, and the A's kind of seem like that one team, you know, they always go on like a big winning streak in the middle of the season. And with a shortened season, maybe this will be their year. I agree. I agree. Well, that about wraps it up. Uh, so this is the first episode of this podcast that we're doing uh, for Spanish Baseball Network. And you can find it on our new website, which is going to be Deportes. 24 siete so deportes 24 two four the numbers and siete spelled out um dot com so find us on there find us on spotify uh at bet the guys pod or apple music however you listen to your podcasts any uh last words for the listeners david you know, just glad to be back. We'll be uh, producing pods about once or twice a week, just depending how it goes with our work schedule. But definitely once a week, check the website out. Um, submit review for us on Apple Podcasts. Rate us. Subscribe. You know, tell your friends about it. And um, I'm excited for a great MLB season. Yeah, happy baseball, everybody. It's a, a good time and. We're, we're long overdue, so I think we're all pretty excited for opening day. But hopefully these picks help you out. Uh, one last thing I will add to help our viewers out, and again, please gamble responsibly. We are not experts, but uh, DraftKings is doing a recent promotion uh, where it's a $25 maximum bet that you can uh, – decide if, if any of the all-stars from 2019 are going to hit a home run in either of the opening days, Thursday or Friday. So um, you're basically getting a list from Mike Trout to Pete Alonzo to, to anyone that, that made that all-star team to hit a home run at uh, plus 100. So basically 25 to win 25. If you have DraftKings, I would encourage you to seek that option. Um, so that's for the fans. All right, guys, All right. that wraps it up. All Thanks right. for tuning in. All right. Nice talking to you, KJ. I'll see you soon. Sounds good. Happy opening day, everybody. Have a good one.